Let's roll, let's roll, let's roll. Hour number two, it's the Plank Show. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby, right here, Ref Sports Radio Network. It's the home of Sooner fans. Hour two brought to us by Allison Insurance, 405-745-2968, allisoninsurance.com. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. I love this. Jim in Arlington, who, by the way, had one of the all-time Plank Show calls yesterday. It was awesome, Jim's uh, Jim in Arlington's call. Who is this kid? Where did he come from? Gus Johnson. Lights, camera, action, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood! Gus Johnson's so good, man. I love, I love so the, good. Yeah, I love the, I don't know why I love it so much, but the fist bump he gives Joe Klatt, like, right before they start. He's like, you ready, partner? No, I know. I got my quarterback, Joe Klatt, here. He's pumped. He, he's pumped to do a broadcast. And it shines through. Like, he genuinely loves it. So, this is probably totally unimportant, but funny to me. At the Cotton Bowl, when Oklahoma was down there playing Texas A&M, Gus Johnson was the the play-by-play guy for the Cotton Bowl, right? So I had never met Gus Johnson before. We pop into the the media center, which was like the media hospitality room, which at the Cotton Bowl, Cotton Bowl, by the way, is freaking amazing. Like walk-up bar, and they just have it ready to go for you. Ping pong tables, TV on the bowl games that are going on, a bunch of other stuff in that hospitality room that just made it like a cool place for the media to hang out. Walk in, check out the bowl game that was going on, which was trying to think which group of five team it would have been that year that was playing. And either way, it's it's not important, but we walked over to check out what was going on in the bowl game. And lo and behold, who's sitting there snoozing on the couch? There it was. It was Gus Johnson. Totally, taking, totally. Taking a little nap. It's like not what you'd expect from him. Gus Johnson. Get up. Get up, man. You're supposed to be energetic. You're Gus Johnson, man. Hollywood. Get up, Gus. So we did get a college football preseason poll yesterday. The USA Today Sports coaches poll was released. Our initial coaches poll. And Oklahoma, top 10, Connor. Top 10 in the preseason USA Today sports AFCA coaches poll. I think OU's about where probably they should be. I don't know that anybody had illusions that Oklahoma was going to be a top five team, but in case you missed it, the top 10 broke down like this. Number one, Alabama. No surprise. Number two, Ohio State. No surprise. Number three, Georgia. No surprise. Here's where I think it starts to get a little interesting. Clemson, who with DJ Uwe Ungalale did not get good quarterback play a season ago, still on the wings of that defense and Brian Breesey and everything else they've got going on. Number four, nationally to start according to the coaches. Notre Dame, number five, Michigan, six, Texas A&M, seven, Utah, eight, Oklahoma, nine, Baylor, ten, and taking it one step further outside the top ten, Oklahoma State, 11. So interesting that you have that trio of Big 12 teams there, Oklahoma, Baylor, Oklahoma State. 
right right by each other, 9, 10, 11. That was a little surprising. I was, I'll be honest, I was expecting OU maybe outside the top 10, maybe 11 or 12, so I don't, I don't mind OU being at 9. But in that top 10, what catches me is, what did you say, Utah at 8? Utah at 8, one Utah spot in front eight. of Oklahoma. Which, I mean, it's a really good team. I believe it's what, Cameron Rising at quarterback. He's back. He's back. So that's gonna Pac-12 be a real, champs yep. defending. It's going to be a team that USC will have to watch out for. I don't, I don't mind the list. I think Clemson's going to take a little step back. I was expecting them closer to maybe eight or nine, not so close up to three, but hey, who knows? A&M. Everybody loves A&M. They do, yeah. And I forgot to well, – we're speaking about the top ten, but, Josh, there's two teams who had a losing record last year that made the top 25. And who are Texas those teams? is one of them. Texas and USC. Yeah, USC is number 15 in the coaches' preseason poll after obviously finishing 4-8, and eight, as you mentioned, and Texas is – 18th with a number one place vote which I would not be I would not be surprised if Saban has something to do with that one it first had place to vote. be Nick Saban right to motivate his team yeah who the hell else would vote Texas number someone, one I think someone leaked out something about the Temple football coach giving out the first place vote and I saw that I'm like well that makes literally zero sense I don't know why a head coach of Temple would be Put in a first-place vote for Texas, but who knows? The only guy I can think of who would do that is Saban. Well, if it was the Temple head football coach, I am publicly campaigning for his vote to officially be rescinded now and into the future. There is no rational, earthly reason why Texas should get a number one vote. None. Hey, I get it, okay? Xavier Worthy, arguably the... Best receiver in America, right? If it's not Xavier Worthy, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, there's probably a handful of others. Addison would come to mind at USC. Okay, I, I get it. I love Xavier Worthy, right? I think he's terrific. We saw that firsthand last year uh, in the OU Texas game, how good Xavier Worthy is. He's great. B. John Robinson. I'm not slam dunk, you know, slam dunk, put down the goalpost, game over. Clock hit zero that B. John Robinson is absolutely far and away the best running back in America. But I love some B. John Robinson, right? He's on the short list for me, Connor, of best running back in America. Agreed? Yes, I think there's a few guys ahead of B. John, but the dude's just still a spectacular player for Texas. And we witnessed up close the problems he can give to teams. We saw that in the Cotton Bowl last year. I, th- I still think he- B. John's a really good player. He's going to have an outstanding NFL career, but yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a few other running backs that are better than Bijan. So we like both, right? We we like Xavier Worthy. We like Bijan Robinson. I've not seen the kid play, but you know what? I can at least understand a little bit of excitement for a former five star in Quinn Ewers transferring from Ohio State to Texas. That being said, let's revisit. I've never seen the kid play. Are you kidding me? Number one over Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia? Stop it. You can't have Texas ranked in front of Clemson. You can't have Texas ranked in front of Notre Dame. Stop it. 
Number one? You just can't do that, no. Since Yeah, we haven't no, yeah, we haven't seen the kid play. I know he's a five star, but you still gotta pl- prove it on the field and man, he's got so much hype for him at the University of Texas right now and when Arch comes to town in Austin, it'll be interesting to see who gets the snaps in the first few years. I do love this scenario. I'd like to Okay, maybe it's the Temple coach, right, that voted Texas number one. I will not accept that. It's not reality for me. I will only exist in the scenario that Travis just suggested or that Nick Saban voted Texas number one. How about Mac Brown voting Texas number one? I don't know. I mean, does he, does he still have, like, good relationships with Texas? I would imagine it's fractured to some degree. Yeah, I would say, but I mean, when you're coaching North Carolina and you're worrying about your team, I don't know if you're putting a number one vote for Texas, but who knows? Maybe he did. This is a really good point, I thought, from Travis, too. Texas A&M is there solely because they beat Alabama last year. It's incredible what that that one win does to perception. Ignore the other four losses. I mean, that's it right there. You beat Alabama, man, and it totally alters everybody's perception of who and what you can be. A lot of people think that A&M's a team to be reckoned with in the SEC West. I'm a little concerned about Max Johnson at quarterback or whatever direction they go there there's, at quarterback. There's, th- there's like three quarterbacks to decide from for A&M. And I don't love any of the three. Don't don't really love any of them. What else stood out from the, the coaches' poll to you? I mean, you mentioned it, both USC and Texas, a couple of teams that stunk a year ago. Of course they find their way into the preseason top 25. I'm not surprised that, I mean, the top three is going to be the top three. It's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, probably in that order. Most places that you look right now going in, what about Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, Baylor? The the rest of the top ten. I think Notre Dame, I would probably have them outside of the top five, just what they have done the last three years, kind of just brazing through their schedule and kind of slipping into college football playoff or getting left out a little bit. I've never really – I got to see more from Notre Dame. But outside of the top 20, the team who did not make the top 25 that I think should have was Kansas State, in my opinion. I think people are, you could probably agree with this, Josh, are sleeping on Kansas State a little bit. The Nebraska transfer Martinez is going to be a, a big part of that offense. They Kansas weren't State. even close, dude, no, to making the top 25. No. I'm looking at the receiving votes, votes section. Speak very slowly. Very slowly, Connor. Looking at the receiving votes section, and Iowa was, like, if you kept ranking out, would be 26th. Penn State would be 27. Tennessee, 28. BYU, 29. LSU, 30. And then you got to go through Auburn, UCF, North Carolina, San Diego State, Fresno State, Mississippi State, Florida, Utah State, Air Force, UCLA, Boise State, Appalachian State, Minnesota, South Carolina, Kansas State, Iowa State. I mean, you got to go a ways down before you you get to Kansas State there. I'm with you. I love Deuce Vaughn. And I actually think 
the now take this with a grain of salt here. I kind of think the Adrian Martinez pairing in with Deuce Vaughn in Manhattan could be a really, really nice fit for him. Just historically what Kansas State has done offensively, a lot of uh, option game with a running back as electric, both running and catching the football as Deuce Vaughn. I don't think Adrian Martinez is going to be asked to do as much outside of just some some play action stuff for Kansas State. And quite frankly, as simple as this, I just think he's going to get better coaching at Kansas State than he ever got at Nebraska. So I'm not saying that Adrian Martinez is going to be top three quarterbacks even in the Big 12 Conference, but I do think by season's, season's end we're talking about, okay, you know, that was one of the best seasons we've seen from Adrian Martinez. And I, I'm with you. I, I like Kansas State as a top 25 type team. I don't. I mean, I probably would have them ranked in front of Houston. Well, and that quarterback run game's right up Martinez Alley, what we saw at Nebraska. And you may disagree or agree with me, but I think Deuce Vaughn's a top three running back in all of college football. A running back. Group, I don't disagree. Yeah, I think a running awesome. back group that's not really top tier for twenty twenty the twenty twenty two season. There's not a lot of great running backs, but I think Deuce Vaughn's right up there. I would put him in front of B. John Robinson in the Big Twelve. He pretty special, man. He pretty special. Hard guy to tackle. Hard guy to tackle. Let's deep dive Oklahoma at nine. So there's sort of your your overarching view of the USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll, the preseason edition. Keep in mind here, this poll decides nothing, right? It's just the starting block of sort of how these teams are perceived by the coaches. It's not what it used to be with either the coaches poll and particularly with the Associated Press poll, the AP poll used to decide national championships. Now we know it's the college football playoff rankings that decide whether or not you're going to the CFP and whether or not you're competing or winning a national championship or the New Year's Six Bowls, what that looks like is dependent upon, again, the college football playoff rankings for some. So the USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll in a lot of ways is just Fun little fodder for us to talk about, though I would make this argument, Connor, that the coaches poll, the AP poll, it sort of lays the foundation to, I know that there's like college football professor Adam McClintock has said over and over and over again, yeah, the the college football playoff rankings it's really the committee just looks at the set criteria numbers and that ranks the teams for them. I think that there probably is some truth to Adam McClintock's long take on that and how the rankings shake out, but I also do believe that that college football playoff rankings committee is very much impacted by what they see in the coaches' poll and what they see in the AP poll. So, Well, they also look at like transfers coming in, too. Obviously, what we're seeing with USC – being at 15 like trans really good transfer players coming into the program and transfer head coaches in one Lincoln Riley they got a lot of respect for Lincoln Riley and what he's going to do at USC but I think the the coaches poll the AP poll while they don't directly determine a national champion in college football anymore I do think they it's like the brush that you hand the painter for the college football playoff rankings committee they use this to paint their canvas 
I believe that. I don't think it's all just data and science, though Adam McClintock and others would lead you to believe that that's how the College Football Playoff Rankings Committee operates. I do think that there's a sprinkling of what the coaches poll and AP polls look like in order for them to construct their rankings. So OU at nine, what does it mean for the Sooners? And that trio right there, OU nine, Baylor 10, Oklahoma State 11, what does that mean for how these three teams are perceived going into the 2022 season? Josh and Connor, we're going to kick it around next. It's hour two of the Plank Show, which, as always, is presented to us by Allison Insurance. Check them out online, allisoninsurance.com. Give them a call, 405-745-2968. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance, they've been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Timeout, first timeout of hour number two, and let's roll on. OU at nine in the first coaches poll. Let's debate, let's discuss next right here on The Plank Show. Aerosmith, where are they at on your classical rock Depth chart. Top three. Top three? Really? So what does that list look like? Give me a one, two, three. We're talking coaches poll here in a second, but this poll might be equally important. I'm a big AC DC guy. I really oh, don't man. know a lot of rock band. I gotta go back to my history books, my young childhood, but uh AC DC has to be up there, whether it's one or two. Yeah, well then who else? You got Aerosmith, ACDC so far. Oh, man. You just need one more. There's lots of bands you can pick I know. My brain is going complete blank. Maybe Sooner fans can help me out with their best rock bands of all time. Queen, maybe? Queen, yeah. I'm a – this ain't rock. I'm a big uh, Journey guy. Journey's rock? Journey's rock? Yeah. Am I just going blank on this morning? I mean, it's not like Aerosmith or ACDC rock, but – Sure, Journey's rock. I'll take Journey then. Give me uh, ACDC, Journey, Aerosmith. Is that a good list? I like it. Sure. Aerosmith, baby. We love them. Somebody said Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Why why am I not thinking today? A lot of people would say Led Zeppelin in um, top three. Queen is my number one rock band. See, here you go. You want to get some interaction on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Historically, the evergreen, this is how we get interaction. Movies, movies, music, like anything pop culture related that you could have a hot take or opinion on. Break those. food. Food. Food is a guaranteed. Oh, let's get them going, baby. See, this is Van Halen. Van There's Halen. The Van Halen submission. I love it. Van Halen, yeah, pretty good. Bad Company, maybe top ten for me, too. Hmm. That You know what we need to do, which would be really cool? This is. I, I think we've run out of time this summer to do this. We're too busy with the lead-up to college football. It would be cool to get, like, Kings of Leon because of their – Oklahoma affiliation. I like that. It would be cool to get listener-submitted top five rock bands of all time and just to compile all of those submissions and see what that top five looked like for our listeners. I will I will pass off the totaling of the votes there to, I don't know, Connor, if you want to take the lead on that, you can have at it. 
Yeah, I will. Yeah, I think Sooner fans would love that if they can give their top five submissions for rock bands. The <laughs> Big Bad Wolf, the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, I know. Kendall and Big Bad Wolf have submitted some non, non-rock non bands. Garth Brooks. I love Garth Brooks. Stop it. It's not a rock band. Journey, do you listen to that when you take your makeup Come on, off Jesse. at night? <laughs> My, oh, par- my, par- my parents are- raised me around Journey. That's So funny, I man. love some Journey. So, okay, before the break, we mentioned it. Oklahoma at number nine in the preseason USA Today coaches poll. Baylor 10, Oklahoma State 11. Obviously, to me, I mean, I think the the big takeaway here is that the coaches still think – now it's maybe maybe like just grabbing straws here between the three. But the coaches do like Oklahoma a little bit better than both Baylor and Oklahoma State. They don't like them a lot a bit better than either Baylor or Oklahoma State. I mean, basically the coaches said, yeah, it's going to be those three right there competing for the Big 12 championship. And eh, we don't think there's a ton of difference between any of the three. I do think there was a little bit of, despite what we saw in 2021, where you did have a breakthrough, different Big 12 champion, Baylor wins the league, and really uh, you had two teams play for it, not named Oklahoma in Baylor and Oklahoma State. While we had that pivot for the Big 12 conference, you also uh, see the coaches here, I think, kind of reflect the fact that yeah, we'd like to see one more season of Oklahoma not winning this league before we're lock it up, throw away the key that somebody not named Oklahoma is winning the Big 12 Conference. We still remember OU winning this league six years in a row. So I think that's the takeaway we see here from the USA Today coaches poll. Well, in the brand of OU, too, obviously you – if Oklahoma's bringing a lot of talent back, I mean, it makes sense for putting them in the top ten, but – Man, Oklahoma State and Baylor really weren't too far off of each other for 11 to 10, just based on like points, like how they rank it. Oklahoma State 859 points, Baylor 891, so really close together. No one's really talking about how Oklahoma State is going to be this year with Jim Knowles leaving to the real OSU and Derek Mason. The Ohio State. Yeah, and uh, Derek Mason's coming in. I mean, Derek Mason's got a good track record he's a really great defensive mind they just lose so much on that defensive on the defensive side of the field with Rodriguez going who's a sensational linebacker but OSU's either going Oklahoma State's either going to go really down or they may still stay up and compete and be able to go to the Big 12 championship you know what I would love to see somebody ride on is just preseason ranking and I'm sure that folks have done this in past years and who knows here's a a wild idea Connor I could research this myself could research it myself and not ask others to do this work for me but we have this notion that Oklahoma tends to perform better when less is expected yes of Oklahoma and it feels like Oklahoma relative to expectations 
kind of performs poorly when they have those lofty, lofty expectations going into a season. Well, you go back to you go back to 2011. I just show I tagged you in that Twitter pick of the 2011 uh, ESPN All Which, Access. But thank you for making me yeah. feel a million years old. <laughs> Coming in at number one, I mean, started off strong, but you had that loss at Texas Tech or. At home against Texas Tech. That, that was. Do, do you know what happened that day streak. for that Texas Tech game? Do you have any idea what happened that day before the game kicked off? Before the game. Yes. I. I. That I game had so. a massive lightning weather yes, delay for yes. like I want to say four hours or something like that. Yes, it's bringing back. Okay, yes, I know now. And that was the night, was it not? Correct me on the text line, folks, if I have this wrong, if it was maybe the next game. Didn't Ryan Broyles get hurt in that game? And the the whole, I don't see – yeah, because I don't – The night was a disaster, Connor. Just suffice it as that, okay? From not being able to kick off the game on time, the, the, the whole day had this – out-of-body experience to it. It was such a screwed-up day for Oklahoma football with the delay after delay after delay. And that season, OU was went into the year regarded as this can't-miss number one team. It obviously did not play out that way, and that Texas Tech loss was a piece of the puzzle. Why? And it was a shocking loss because Tech was not good that year. And then you go to 2015. I can't remember the exact number that OU came in at. It was either 18 or 20 because the year before was the loss to the in the Russell Athletic Bowl. So you go to Knoxville, Tennessee, ranked 18, 19, and then that turns into a college football playoff. I know the loss to Clemson, but you still come into the season outside of the top 15. So I agree with you. OU does better when there's not high – expectations like being in the top five or top ten or like we saw in 2011 coming in the season ranked number one last season's prime recent example right of Oklahoma's expected to be this national championship contender and they don't even make the big 12 championship game well, they start off going toe-to-toe with the Tulane green wave <laughs> so that says a lot PTSD PTSD from Tulane and, and this is you know Sean has a really good text that he has sent in on this subject. The Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. If Oklahoma succeeds only when expectations are low, but not when they receive high rankings, it says Oklahoma isn't the elite program we say it is. I think that's a fair complaint or a fair critique of Oklahoma. I would. Here's what I was going to say about this, though. I would love to see just a full mapped out representation of, okay, Oklahoma started right here in the coaches poll, the AP poll for probably the start of the Bob Stoops era, right? Up until now, let's just keep it modern. It, it Hey, if somebody wants to do the entire history of Oklahoma football and share that, then by all means have at it. Would, would love for that study to get put together out there for us but I would love to see do the numbers bear out what a lot of us feel which is there's been instances that Oklahoma when they come into a season highly highly ranked they don't really historically live up to those expectations it's just it's just weird it's just a thing at OU and if you want to go way back to the 2000 national championship team 
Josh, they came in. They came in at 16, I believe, in the preseason rankings. No one really. Oh, I think they were further down. Maybe they fur. Yeah, no one really knew much about that Oklahoma team going into that 2000 season and turn out national champs. It's just, it's, just, it's weird. It's just a thing at OU. I know the expectations are always high at the University of Oklahoma, but there's just years where where Oklahoma's outside. I know it doesn't happen often, but when they're outside of the top 15, they exceed those expectations. Well, they're not outside the top 15 to they're start not. this they're season. Not. They're at number nine, though that could be motivating for this group, should be motivating for this group, and at least what I'm led to believe – at least what I'm led to believe, Oklahoma historically plays better over the course of a season when they start out number nine, a little bit lower than that. I do agree, though, with what Sean said, and I think at some point you have to have a serious discussion about that. If Oklahoma only succeeds when expectations are like this going into a year and not when they have the type of expectations that they had going into last season, then... Oklahoma's not where it wants to be. Oklahoma wants to be Alabama. Oklahoma wants to be Ohio State, right? Oklahoma wants to have really Alabama. Alabama is who you want to be. Clemson maybe even over the last however X many years that they've had a really, really high expectation and lived up to top billing. Georgia last year, okay, a lot of people thought Georgia was going to be good, but did we go into last season – thinking that Georgia was going to be this historic team defensively. Okay, we thought they'd probably be pretty talented and really, really talented or good. Or I don't know that we thought that that was going to be the greatest defense maybe we've seen in modern college football. We've thought some of that sort of stuff about Alabama over the years, and Alabama has lived up to expectation. They've lived up to billing typically over and over and over again. So while I think it's good, that OU's at number nine just relative to the idea that Oklahoma historically plays well when a little bit less is expected of it, and they can quote-unquote have that little chip on their shoulder. The next stage in OU's development under Brent Venables going forward is getting to the point to where routinely you're top five, routinely you're top three, and oh, by the way, it ain't no big deal that you're top five or top three. That's just what's expected and you live up to those expectations you embrace those expectations and ultimately you finish as a number one team we got a ton of responses coming in on the text line a lot of these on the rock conversation connor yes we stir yeah we stir that up quite a bit i think uh big bad wolves and randy jackson randy jackson randy jackson one of the greatest one of the greatest uh, TV analysts of all time when it comes to performers. Are, do you remember American Idol from back in the day? Yes, I do. Yep. Um, yeah, I sat down Yo, a few days watching Yeah, watching American Idol, watching some really good singers, watching some guys. I'm like, why are you trying out right now? There's just, you're making yourself look foolish. Randy Jackson, I would say, was better in that role than uh any other role <laughs> american idol good stuff you gotta you gotta love paula abdul and uh what was what was the one guy's name that was such a jerk to everyone uh man simon to, simon yeah the dude who's on america's got talent now 
my man has gotten a massive bundle of cash over the years. We are due a break. Let's hit your responses on the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we come back. I don't know. Maybe we'll mix in some of that rock and roll for you. 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Riverwind Casino jackpot line. That's yours as well if you want to chime in. 405-329-9000. Some of you have thoughts uh, as well on where Oklahoma's starting point is in the coaches' poll. Dive into all of it next right here. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby. We call this the Plank Show on the ref. It's the home of Sooner fans. Boston. I don't know that anybody submitted Boston this morning on our Who's Your Greatest Classic Rock Bands lists. Air Comfort Solutions text line, all yours, 405-651-3439. Talking about OU at number nine in the preseason coaches poll. The Riverwind Casino jackpot line, yours as well. 405-329-9000. 405-329-9000. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby, Plank Show, hour number two. We head to the Riverwind Casino line where Sean has chimed in quickly. He heard his name. He's ready to roll. Sean, good morning. Well, good morning to you guys. An excellent uh, last couple of days, even though the topic Monday was kind of uh, unfortunate. But, uh, now, Boston's fantastic, and I would throw in a little credence uh, to that as well. Yeah, CCR, you have to mention CCR. But- but according to you two guys, uh, from what I just heard, I, I, I was floored by Josh giving the way back in 2000, and then you with the, well, let's stay with the modern era since Stoops got here. Come on, guys. Yeah, I already apologized to Sean for calling 2000 back in the day. Back in the day. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that first of all, that theory, and I hear this a lot, that, and the people that get excited about it uh, are, you know, that we do good when we're ranked low to start the season. Well, that's chapter three things losers say. And if you're the program, it's like I texted you, if you're the program that apparently we're wanting to pretend we are, uh, you don't start, we're not Vautech. You're not, I mean, come on, we're not Utah. That's what Utah and Vautech say. Utah came out of nowhere to go to the Rose Bowl last year. Woo! I mean, if you're Oklahoma, you're, there's a period that you're talking about, and I think most people reference of we did, I think it was like seven to ten years, we finished lower than what we started. But when you're starting in the top five to seven, better chance than not that's going to happen if you drop a couple of games. Yeah. We went through the three-loss Bob period where we dropped about three games a year. But the only season that we've started kind of unappreciated, I mean, kind of out of the topic of relevancy, and 2000 doesn't count, when you've sucked for a decade, nobody had any, I mean, I remember that. We wanted to win one game in October and get bowl eligible. So that was just the great coaching and the great play and all that stuff. That, the only season that fits the mold of this great myth since the Stoops era, and it certainly doesn't hold true in the Switzer era. We started high and finished high, but uh, 2015, 2015, and, and and let's be honest: if you play an entire season, the 2014 season, with no quarterback, and you get a quarterback, you're going to have a better 2015. I mean, you know, so 2015 is the only real season where you finished, you started outside the top ten, and really 
made hay, and that's one year out of you know twenty. But yeah, that I don't I don't understand that. And there's people that are giddy about it. They want to start. I want to be number one all year. I want to be ranked one in August, and I want to be ranked one in January. I'm with you. And every month, or, or number two, or number three, yeah, and have it be yeah. a regular basis. Because look, the the preseason coaches poll does it matter? Absolutely not in the grand scheme of things, but. It is a little bit of a referendum on where things stand that Alabama's one, Ohio State is two, and Georgia is three, right? I mean, Clemson wasn't all that great last year, and they're number four in this uh, coach's poll to start. Well, and you're right, and it's the perception, and perception is reality until you play games. And right now, that's the perception of, of where these teams are, and Clemson getting the benefit because they've, you know, last year is a one off in people's minds. But anyway. I, I, what digging deeper have we found out who was on meth that day? Did Hunter Biden get a vote in the coaches <laughs> poll? Who's voting Texas number one? I, I don't know that we have any idea who voted. I mean, Texas number one. It's absurd, though, isn't it? I mean, well, don't you think that ahead. you should have to like relinquish your vote? It's just ridiculous. Yes, yes absolutely. You should have to go. I thought I was voting. I don't know who it would be. Maybe they thought they were voting for A&M, which would in and of itself be ridiculous. But whoever voted Texas won, you should not be allowed. You might you might not should be a coach. <laughs> yeah, you might have line. to unless, just give the whistle back. Unless it was Saban, right. unless it was Saban firing up his team. But that, no, there you go. If it was Saban, we obviously we give the benefit of the doubt to. Yeah, but, Saban yeah. can do whatever he wants, right? I mean, this exactly. is Nick Saban. Exactly. He's he's anyway, our uh, college football expansion expert as well, name, image, likeness <laughs> expert. So really, what Nick Saban wants to do, Nick Saban will do. Well, sure. I mean, I'm, and and be honest with you, uh, you got that many titles, power to you. But uh, hey, great job the last two guys, these guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate your phone call, Sean. Takes us up to our. Final break of hour number two. Play some catch-up on the text line next. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Metallica, another great classic rock band. Just kidding, everyone. Nobody get upset and throw things out your windows. Teddy, relax. Relax. No, Metallica's not in the same group as, say, Journey or... Queen or Bad Company or Kiss, which I've seen on the text line. Is Teddy is Teddy a big? Oh, Metallica dude, he guy? loves Metallica. I mean, does that surprise you at all? No, I'm feeling that's yeah, right up Teddy's alley. Metallica, Teddy, very on brand for one Teddy Lehman, who I think uh, Teddy, if you're listening, feel free to text me and let me know here. A couple of last year or recently, I think, finally got to see Metallica live for the first time. In defense of Josh, 2000 was back in the day. I was an 18-year-old kid, freshly out of high school. Did I say back in the day? No, I did. Okay, that's what I thought. I did. Everybody relax. I'm not calling 2000 that's back why, in the that's day. That's why I was taking some heat. 2000. I remember 2000 pretty vividly. I was young, but I remember the early 2000s. I don't think I remember it when I was two, but I could be wrong. You kidding me? 2000 was just yesterday. What are you people talking about 22 years ago? There's a – this is from the Air Comfort Solutions text line as well, by the way. 405-651-3439. 
There's a factor of outside pressure, though. After 2000, OU was seen as the program in the early 2000s, and those teams were chasing a national title. They lost. Are those underperforming seasons? Yeah, I mean, to some degree they were. Yes. Well, now, OU, your mission is to go and compete for a national championship. I know those were those seasons where you made it to the college football playoff. 2017, you came into the preseason top five. You pretty much stayed there throughout the whole season. And that 2017, you could argue, could have won a national championship if they could have closed out Georgia and potentially play Alabama. I don't know if you just flat out call everything a failure, but I think even Teddy would tell you they had aspirations of winning another national championship, and that did not happen. Did not happen uh, in that era of Oklahoma football. That's it for hour number two, the Newcastle Casino. Top five stories of the day. What have we missed so far? It's coming your way next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans.